The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. With same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more, don't miss out as the NBA postseason winds down. And if you're new to DraftKings, you got to check this out. New customers bet 5 bucks to get 150 in bonus bets instantly. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code ROSS. That's code ROSS for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net in New York. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21-plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash football for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. It's the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. Oh, yeah, it is. But it's not just any Ross Tucker Football Podcast. It is a Monster Monday presented, of course, by DraftKings. Bright and early on a Monday morning, even though I was up very late on a Sunday night, not only watching the end of that Packers-Lions game, but also... Finding out the playoff schedule, which has been released for the wild card round. Very exciting. It's a new week, which means we'll have new winners. We'll have a new spread the word winner via social media. And I'm just telling you right now, that's following Ross Tucker Pod on Facebook. We have a new Ross Tucker Pod on Facebook. For those of you that are like Facebook only, which is totally cool. That's where we'll post some of the same clips we post to Twitter and Instagram as Reels or TikToks. We know and realize some of you are Facebook's your social media of choice. It's great. We wanted to make sure you had a place where you could check out the clips because, quite frankly, I don't post them that often to my Facebook, facebook.com slash Ross Tucker NFL. So follow Ross Tucker Pod on Facebook, please. You'll be the winner this week. Sponsor confirmation email. So many awesome sponsors. Big fan of this Rocket Money app. Highly recommend it. The First Leaf Wine. Peloton. Been talking with my wife. She's pumped that Peloton is sponsoring the show. And then West Shore Home. Tomorrow's the big day. Tomorrow's when uh, D-Day for getting the upstairs bathrooms remodeled. Can't wait. Should be awesome. YouTube shout out, by the way, youtube.com slash Ross Tucker NFL. Just subscribe to youtube.com slash Ross Tucker NFL. Hit the thumbs up. Reply to any video and just say shout out. Looking for the shout out, Ross. And then I'll do a video for you or whoever you want. It's pretty awesome. I send you the link. You can do whatever you want with it. Sponsor confirmation email winner. You have a great chance. Well, first of all, you definitely get your question read and responded to on the show. But then also, you have a great chance to be the winner. Get a signed picture, one of these awesome signed press passes, maybe a signed playoff press pass. Pretty sweet. It's Big Show time. The Big Show. 
All right, Ross, we're getting each of these games. What were your overall themes from week 18 in the NFL? I feel like I have a bunch. Uh, number one, I am absolutely thrilled when fan bases that have been down, maybe perennially or maybe just for a while, when they have success and make the playoffs and or get a chance to host a playoff game, like Jacksonville Saturday night, that was awesome. Yeah, and I know 2017 isn't that long ago since they've been in the playoffs, but they've been so bad and so beaten down the last five years. I'm thrilled. I'm thrilled for Jags fans. Even like Giants fans, they've been beaten down for a while now. I'm so excited for them to make the playoffs. I think seven of the 14 teams didn't make the playoffs last year. That is awesome. That is very, very cool that that happens so often in the NFL. And so I'm so excited that all those fan bases, and some of them like the Seahawks have been good a lot lately and whatever, but I'm just glad that many new fan bases, fan bases that didn't get to experience it last year, get to experience the excitement of playoff football. That's awesome. So that's number one. I love that. I'm thrilled for teams like that. Um, Number two, you know, the Bills opening kickoff return. Are you kidding me? I mean, my initial thought was, okay, now it's going to be a movie. I wasn't sure if everything going on, if if the DeMar Hamlin situation would turn out to be a movie. Now I think it will be. Now I think they have to. Especially if the Bills win the Super Bowl. But I don't even know if they need to do it if they need to win the Super Bowl. Just the fact that the world stopped for a week and was following the health of this young man. And then the opening kickoff is returned for a touchdown. It's the type of thing that if it happened in a movie, you'd be like, yeah. Yeah, really. Okay. Except it happened. Now, Naeem Hines taking a second kick return for a touchdown is even wilder. But the fact that everybody was watching that game, that's the opening kickoff they showed because the game was in Buffalo and everything that happened with DeMar Hamlin, it just, I mean, I don't know about you guys, but I exploded, exploded when that happened. That's like the beauty of sports. There is no script. Unbelievable. So that's another one that jumped out to me. Um, a couple others I would say. It's interesting the, the way the playoffs worked out with the seven seeds, right? You know, I think of the options in terms of success in the playoffs for the seventh seed in the AFC. You know, the Steelers, the Patriots, or the Dolphins. Dolphins feel like at this point the worst of those three options in terms of having playoff success. You know, you almost feel like, yeah, maybe the Patriots could win a game or maybe the Steelers, the way they're playing, could win a game. The Dolphins are not the team the way they've been playing right now. And with Skylar Thompson, you feel like could win a game, but maybe Tua comes back. That will be a large part of the conversation this week will be what the deal is with Tua 
and whether or not he's going to be able to to come back. On the NFC side, it's pretty wild that it's the Seahawks because they had to win in overtime. Looked like they were going to be eliminated beforehand, but they get it done in overtime, and then the Packers lose, which is wild. And I got to tell you, maybe the most incredible drama of the day, maybe not the most, but up there, was the number one pick drama. And then Lovey Smith gets fired. You've got the number one pick drama where Lovey Smith is out there and the Texans win the game. And you have to wonder, I mean, I don't think that that had any impact on their decision to fire him. But the fact that they fired him makes Lovey Smith's decision to make sure they did everything they could to win the game and to actually win the game even better. Right. And I talked about that early last week, early. I said, what if Lovey Smith thinks he's getting fired anyway and wants to go out and win the game, even if the organization would rather he didn't. Well, that's exactly what he did. I say good for you, Lovey, and good for you, Texans players. You're going to fire a guy again, another one and done. Go out there and walk off a winner, Lovey. That was funny, really funny. And now we've got all kinds of drama and speculation about other coaches like McVay, et cetera, uh, Kingsbury, that will all kind of sort itself out over the next over the next few days. Those were probably my biggest takeaways. Before I get to that Chiefs-Raiders game I called, which was amazing, I mentioned this a few minutes ago, but tomorrow's the big day. I am so excited. We, I don't know about you guys, but we bought this house in 2012. We've had two bathrooms that we've wanted remodeled for a long time. But we've just never really had the time and never thought, oh, we don't feel like having somebody come over. I mean, how long will it take for them to actually do it? Do we really need it? No, we don't really need it. You know, there's a lot of things in life that you don't need. But that's what's cool about a gift That's what's cool about a gift to yourself or your significant other, or in in this case, I guess, on some extent, to our kids. Gifts are supposed to be things that you don't need, but you want. And this is something we want. Love the fact that the consultation was on a Tuesday night at 7 p.m. Love that. So excited for tomorrow. They're coming over. They're doing both of our upstairs bathrooms. Should be awesome. So far... It's been amazing. I mean, the only correspondence was they were there that one night. Bam, gave us the exact pricing, which is really nice. Like, just give me the exact price. They went over the design. That was mainly more my wife. She's more particular about that stuff. I just wanted those old. Oh, by the way, it's fiberglass. I found out it's fiberglass tub. I actually have a, a college teammate who's a listener, Fred, that he is getting his bathrooms remodeled by West Shore. And he said, uh, you're talking about, I was listening to the show. Those are fiberglass bathtubs. That's exactly what they are. Well, they're out. We're getting rid of them and we're modernizing upstairs. Go to www.westshorehome.com slash Ross to schedule a free consultation. So there's no reason if you've ever thought about this recently, not to go to westshorehome.com slash Ross to get the free consultation. You'll get 20% off your remodeling project for a limited time. And by the way, make sure you're following me on social media 
at Ross Tucker NFL because I'm going to post some before and after pics of what the bathroom looked like before and after. So then you guys can even get a visual as well. WestShoreHome.com slash Ross. Tuck Stakes. All right, Ross, we'll start things off with Tony, Tony, and Tone and the Chiefs secure the first seed in the AFC if a 31-13 beat down the Raiders, who, by the way, had a spectacular dessert platter, I must say. They, they did. Why did you just say Tony, Tony, and Tone? I saw that that was what pe- you – I thought that's what you said on the broadcast according to your Twitter. I, I, for my- Jack, Jack, you're showing your age. Even though it's spelled three different ways, it's Tony, Tony, Tony. It's the sixer in me. I'm so used to seeing Tony Roten, who will go by Tone Roten and the T-O-N-E. The T-O-N-E at the end, that's still Tony. It's a song from the 90s that's like, Tony, Tony, Tony has done it again. And you know, it feels good. Yeah, it feels good. Because it feels good. Yeah, that game, um, well, first of all, let's start where what really matters, the food. They had hot dogs and pulled pork. So a lot of people putting pulled pork on their hot dog as a topping. That was a new one for me. Um, all kinds of candy. Reese's peanut butter cups and Skittles and peanut M&Ms, which are the only M&Ms you should be eating unless you have an allergy. And then they had your typical like scrambled eggs, bacon, um, sausage, probably not the greatest. Burnt ends hash. I've never heard of this. Maybe it's because they were playing the Chiefs, but they had like hash browns with burnt ends in them. Delicious. They had chili, which I'm a huge fan. I'm a big chili guy. You guys might not know that about me. Huge chili guy. Um, they had they have the most incredible dessert bar ever. I gotta post a Twitter of it. And I had I feel I felt bad about myself. I do a second workout because they have uh, incredible cinnamon rolls. I'm also a big cinnamon roll guy, Jack, which you probably didn't know. The game was kind of disappointing. You know, I, I root for when you're broadcasting a game, you root for a close game. And oh, by the way, I told people on the Even Money podcast, take the Raiders plus eight and a half because the Raiders have played nine straight one-score games. And every division game for the Chiefs have been a one-score game. So of course the Chiefs blow them out. Uh, you know, right from the start, Mahomes hit Justin Watson with a bomb. Then he did one of his patented little shovel pass touchdowns to McKinnon. Just hit another record. Um, Stidham, Jared Stidham played okay, I would say, for the Raiders. He ran pretty well. But they didn't do a very good job protecting him at times against Chris Jones, especially when they had slide to him, which was really frustrating me. Stidham was throwing up YOLO passes, like you only live once, just chucking them up there. One, Devontae Adams should have caught for a touchdown. The other one was intercepted. So then Ronald Jones gets a touchdown. The key play of the game was the Raiders stopped the Chiefs on, it was 14-3. Raiders stopped the Chiefs on their own eight-yard line. But Max Crosby, an incomplete pass. Max Crosby hit Mahomes in the back of the head. And so, roughing the passer, Chiefs go all the way down, and that's the Tony, Tony, Tony touchdown. After they did the ring around the Rosie touchdown that got called back, blatant hold by Creed Humphrey took away a masterpiece. Ring around the Rosie was an epic, epic touchdown. 
And then Stidham fumbles the end of the first half. I mean, it was just kind of a disaster after that. Pacheco and the and the Chiefs ran the clock out, and uh, Chiefs get the number one seed, and they earned it. The Jaguars clinched the AFC South for just the second time in franchise history, taking down the Titans 2016. Titans had it, man. I mean, the Titans, they were working their formula to perfection of just run the rock and play good defense. It was working. Then they had uh, Dobbs through an interception. He kind of got hit as he was throwing it, but he threw the ball up for grabs. Bad interception. They were already in field goal range. Can't happen. Cannot happen. And then Sean Jenkins came off the edge and they get a strip sack fumble for a touchdown return for Josh Allen. Excellent call by Mike Caldwell, the D coordinator for the Jags. But the, the Titans never should have put him in that position. The, the way that the Titans were playing defense, make Trevor Lawrence and the Jags have to beat you on offense. They should have just run the ball or something where Dobbs gets the ball out quickly. They should have never put Dobbs in that position. They did. And that's how they lost. I mean, Dobbs played well until the very end. I thought Trevor Lawrence had some good moments, but he also had some really bad missed opportunities that I thought was going to cost him. Derrick Henry never really got going. Trick plays for both teams were, uh, were, were, were awful. The Jags special teams gave them an edge in this game as well, but that's one that, that the Titans are going to have uh, a lot of frustration with because if they just ran the clock, out, if they just ran the ball on that third down where Dobbs got strip sacked, I don't know that the Jags go down and get that score. Tyler Algier and Desmond Ritter shine for the Falcons in a 30-17 victory against Brady and the Bucks. Kind of weird. The Bucks sat Julio Jones and Vita Vea and Donovan Smith, etc. But they played Brady long enough, I guess, to set the completions and attempts record. I think they wanted him to get those records. And maybe I think Brady wanted a winning season. So he wanted to try to get a lead and then hopefully they could save it. They couldn't. Gabbert and Kyle Trask both got a chance to play a little bit for the Bucks, But these rookies for the Falcons, again, Jack, Desmond Ritter, Tyler Algier, Drake London, really nice performance across the board for the Falcons who significantly, you know, out won their season win total before the year, which we'll go over, by the way, on Even Money Podcast one of these weeks, but they significantly beat their season win total, and they did it with a lot of young players. I, I would be encouraged. Falcons, obviously, they had a ton of dead money for Matt Ryan this year. The arrow is pointing up for them. Naheem Hines returns two kickoffs for touchdowns in a 35-22 victory against Patriots. Well, first of all, the Patriots suspended Jack Jones and their punter Bailey before the game, which was weird, really weird. Um, Bailey denies it and the agent's going to file a grievance. Feels like some of those things only happen a lot of times to the Patriots, doesn't it? I, I don't know. But the opening kickoff return for touchdown, I've already talked about. Absolutely incredible. And then another one. 
another one, which is really crazy later in the game. They needed him. I mean, these are, I think I tweeted at Ross Tucker NFL. These are not your older brother's Patriot special teams. They used to be so good. Now it's what cost them the game. Mac Jones, I thought, played very well. Had some good touchdown. The Devontae Parker touchdown pass. Jacoby Myers, who made a great catch. The interceptions hurt the Bills. I mean, uh, the Mac Jones, he had a couple bad interceptions. But the, the Bills had turnovers too. Bad interception in the red zone by Josh Allen. Not a good interception. Uh, fumble by Singletary deep in their own territory. But Bills able to overcome. Touchdowns to John Brown and... Uh, Stephon Diggs and the Bills get the number two seed, which is big, right? Because uh, you don't want to have to, I mean, you want to have two home playoff games as opposed to having to play in Cincinnati more than likely. The Vikings take care of business on the road, being the Bears 29-13 to finish their season 13-4. Some of these games where there wasn't a whole lot going on, I don't have that much to say. I mean, Cousins was really good for a half. Before giving way to Mullins, he got the Vikings out to a pretty decent lead and they sort of were able to take care of business. The Bears played Peterman and Boyle at quarterback and the Bears got the number one pick. The Bears kind of uh, understood the assignment, so to speak. They got the number one pick, which they'll very likely trade because they're happy with Justin Fields as their quarterback. And the Texans, as we talked about earlier, blew it, blew their chance at number one pick, which is why you probably need to be careful about making it clear to the coach he's going to be gone in that situation. I mean, the Texans can't even – the Texans can't even be bad correctly. That That's a uh, – that's a, that's a really, really poor organization right now. I mean, this is their third straight year where they're firing the coach – Back-to-back one-and-dones for Nick Casario. Just a bad look. Cincinnati gets off to a roaring start against the Ravens. Don't look back, winning 27-16. They did. Burrow was awesome early. Jamar Chase, they were up like 24-3 or 24-6. Joe Mixon had that coin toss, um, you know, celebration. The, the Bengals kind of stalled out after that. But the Ravens just didn't have enough firepower. I mean, they 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 didn't they didn't play J.K. Dobbins, they didn't play um, Mark Andrews, Anthony Brown started a quarterback. He didn't play well, and now they play him right right away again. I mean, that's what's wild. Now the Ravens are full throttle with all their guys next week, right back in Cincinnati. The Texans fumbled the rights to the number one pick after beating the Colts 32-31. Just wow. I mean, Davis Mills was up and down throughout the game. But think about the Texans converting a 4th and 12 and then a 4th and 20 miracle for a touchdown that Rodney Thomas, the rookie from Yale, just totally mistimed. Should have been intercepted or at least batted down. Then they get the two-point conversion. I mean, I will say this. Um, Sam Ellinger threw some bad interceptions. There really wasn't a whole lot of incentive for the Colts to win either. 
I mean, the Colts have a better draft pick now for losing. They, they weren't really – it wasn't really going to be a good thing if the Colts won their game either. And they both put up a lot of points for teams that were in that situation. Dolphins squeak into the playoffs at an offensive battle for the ages, 11-6. to six. Yeah, 11-6. to six. No Mike White, as we found out that he has um, five broken ribs – so Flacco starts, as does Skylar Thompson for the Dolphins. Just wild. Basically the third-string quarterback for both teams, essentially. Flacco and Skylar Thompson starting. I thought Raheem Mostert was running his you-know-what off. Um, I loved when Flacco was chucking the ball to Garrett Wilson over and over again. That was like the only time the Jets were moving the ball. Dolphins barely could move the ball or score uh, with Skylar Thompson. Um, But it was enough. 11-6. 11-6. Wow. Michael Jordan leads the Panthers in scoring, beating the Saints in their season finale, 10-7. You love it. You love that. Um, Sam Darnold did not play very well. Not not exactly a good finish at the end for Darnold because he didn't play very well. But both running backs had solid days again, Hubbard and Foreman, until Foreman got ejected, along with Marcus Davenport. And the Saints really wanted to win for a lot of different reasons, including they don't want their pick to be the 10th overall. That now goes to the Eagles. But, um, yeah, I mean, those guys are going to get fined a lot. Not, Not real good. You know what is real good? Peloton. Huge fan. Everybody sees on social media, and you've seen the commercials about Peloton bikes. They got a lot more than that. We have proof. My wife has a treadmill, and she loves it. First of all, there's lots of classes you can take. So once you're a member of Peloton, once you're paying the monthly fee, you get the strength training, yoga, interval training, boxing. You get all those classes. The keys for my wife, at least, because I talked to her about it a lot. The fact that you can, well, three keys. Number one, you can do exact length of time you want. Eight minutes, 15 minutes. Like they have all kinds of different time workouts. The instructors are awesome. I think she she likes that. Like she likes the instructors giving her feedback and like talking and motivating. And then the music. The music is incredible. She loves, like, I hear her listening to like, 90s or pop it's awesome peloton has the exact music to fit your mood try peloton risk-free with a 30-day home trial it's new members only not available in remote locations see additional terms at onepeloton.com slash home dash trial that's onepeloton.com slash home dash trial Despite a stellar second half of the season, the Steelers will miss out on the playoffs despite being the Browns, who actually, as we're just talking, relieved their defensive coordinator of their duties. I think everybody knew that was coming, right? I mean, the Browns had to do something. That was kind of the obvious move. It happened again yesterday. I mean, they give up so many third and longs. And again, like the Pickens touchdown on third and long, missed assignment. Browns, DBs, not on the same page, staring at each other after the play. I mean, it's like the story of their season. 
There was no clowny after he made that comment, 95% chance he wouldn't come back. I don't know if they paid him for the week or not. I guess if they tried not to, he'd probably win the grievance. The officials missed a horrible face mask on Deshaun Watson. So they, I guess, tried to make up for it by calling a bad roughing the passer penalty on Cam Hayward, which cost those of us that had the under in the game on the Even Money podcast, which is very frustrating. Another winning season for Tomlin. I did not think Deshaun Watson played well. Again, he had two bad interceptions, was sacked seven times. He refuses to get rid of the ball at times. Refuses. He's got some Russell Wilson to him where he thinks he can run around and make people miss, but he can't. And he got sacked seven times. I would be very nervous about him if I were a Browns fan. Eagles are finally able to clinch number one seed in the NFC East, or the NFC and also the NFC East crown with a 22-16 win at home over the Giants. Wasn't really pretty. I mean, they had a double-digit lead most of the game. They got out to like a 10-0 lead. The Eagles just continued to bog down in the red zone. They settled for field goal after – I mean, they only scored one touchdown. They kicked five field goals in the game. They've been the best red zone team in the league, but I don't think they wanted to run Jalen Hurts in the red zone. So that hurt them. Uh, Davis Webb for the Giants played his uh, heart out. He, did, he wasn't sacked once. He did an unbelievable job of either getting rid of the ball or not getting sacked. Maybe that's why he started. I mean, he did an incredible job of that. Uh, A.J. Brown's a difference maker for the Eagles. They also had some untimely penalties that took touchdowns off the board. Kind of an ugly win for the Eagles. You know, Kenny Galladay had a touchdown late to make it a one-score game again, but ultimately doesn't matter. Nobody will remember. Left hands up for the Commanders, who shockingly obliterate the Cowboys at home, 26-6. At home. Love it. (laughs) I love when the Philly accent comes out. So, uh, Sam Howell threw a touchdown pass on his first career pass. Sam Howell did some positive things. He made some really nice uh, throws. Did did a good job with his legs at times, including a touchdown run, which we knew he had from his last year at North Carolina. So, you knew all about that. Um, he did have a bad pick, but that's okay. Cowboys, this is like worst case scenario. Cowboys and Chargers. They play their starters, so they don't get the rest, and they still lose. Cowboys play their starters for whatever reason, you know, because they thought maybe they could win the NFC East if the, if the Eagles slip up, and they had special teams errors. Dak played awful including a pick six and they kept them out there till five minutes left in the game. I mean, the Cowboys and the chargers were great examples yesterday of how not to do it. You play your starters, you get some guys banged up, you take the wear and tear, you don't get the rest and you still lose the game. That is not what you're looking for. If you're in that situation at all. The effort will go up next to the aforementioned Chargers, who did decide to play all their stars in a meaningless game against the Broncos and lost 31 28. Crazy, right? I mean, uh, Bosa came out of the game, came back in. Mike Williams really hurt his low back. 
and looked like he was having spasms or something. Best game of the season by far for um, Russell Wilson. Latavius Murray had a nice day. They got Jerry Judy going. Justin Simmons is just a star player on defense for the Broncos. But that at least, I think, probably gives Broncos fans a, a, a little bit better feeling going into the next year. I don't know. Maybe not, but it should. Seattle was able to make the playoffs with an overtime victory over the Rams, 19-16. That was a really good effort by the Rams, who had, quote-unquote, nothing to play for. You know, Tutu Atwell did some good things. Incredible touchdown pass from Geno Smith to Lockett. Uh, Kenneth Walker is an awesome player for the Seahawks. That was a good pick to get him in the second round. Geno Smith set the all-time Seahawks passing record, which is wild. Um, after Russell Wilson just played there for 10 years. End of the game, Jason Myers has that doink. The uh, Rams had their chances. Baker Mayfield had some big misses. End of the second half, and the interception overtime by Quandre Diggs. They kind of rode Cam Akers for the most part, who's had a great end of the season for the Rams, but ultimately it wasn't enough, and the Seahawks get into the playoffs. Not many people thought they would, actually. San Francisco caps off their season with a 10 straight win over the division rival Cardinals, 38-13. Cardinals came to play early and made a game of it. Uh, the Niners eventually pulled away. Brock Purdy, this is a real thing now. Brock Purdy's a thing that we all have to realize. He is for real. Um, they're, they're the best team in football right now, the way they've been playing, with Brock Purdy as their quarterback. And they all believe in him, which is a big part of it. J.J. Watt played very well in his last game ever. I like the fitting send-off that he got. That was very cool. Dan Campbell and the Lions sent Green Bay packing home for the season, eliminating them from playoff contention with a, 2016, a stunning 2016 road victory. Well, it was a field goal fest in the first half for both teams as the, the Packers' inability to score touchdowns in the red zone came back to bite them. It had been an issue for them all year. It was an issue for them in this game. The, the Lions got the first touchdown on uh, a, a bomb from Jared Goff to Khalif Raymond for the Lions' first touchdown. Kudos to um, the Packers. They actually answered with, with uh, Aaron Rodgers having an awesome pass to Christian Watts, and then he throws a touchdown to Alan Lazard. Aiden Hutchinson is the man for the Lions. He played extremely well. And then the end of the game, uh, weird situation, you know, towards the end where the Lions scored a touchdown and Quay Walker was ejected after shoving an athletic trainer. I think that might have been the team doctor. Usually the trainers get out there first and then the team doctor comes out and Quay Walker um, – Shove an athletic trainer. Let me just say this, okay? Number one, very clear. What Quay Walker did was wrong, unacceptable, cannot happen. He was right to be ejected. That said, I didn't really love the trainer, the team doctor for the Lions putting his hand on Quay Walker. There was already two trainers out there. You know, that's a very heated, intense 
atmosphere out there, I don't think that anybody for the opposition needs to be touching any opposing player, whether it's a coach or a trainer or a doctor. I did not think it was necessary for that doctor or trainer to put their hands on Quay Walker. I, I mean, he's standing there. All of a sudden, he feels someone kind of put their hands on him and and kind of maybe you could say gently move him out of the way, but he's not it, – it, it's hard to explain to people the intensity of that moment unless you've ever been out there. I just don't think it's a good idea. I don't think it was necessary. So anyway, Quay Walker's reaction was totally unacceptable. But I do think, you know, a memo should go, hey, listen, trainers, doctors, coaches that go on the field, don't touch any, any player on the other team. It's not necessary. At any rate, that helped the Lions get that final touchdown and uh, and win the game. Unbelievable. Kudos to the Lions for playing their you-know-what's off given that situation. Uh, it really was um, very, very impressive. Other than that, we got shout-outs to a bunch of people. We got shout-outs to Pizza Boy Brewing, Sportaculture, HumanHeadNYC.com, SteakhouseSports.com, Go-Bangles.com, Evergreen Economics, Vision Comics with an X, BackOfficeScheduler.com, and we're about a month away from Valentine's Day. Get it done. MyFrontPageStory.com. College draft will be tomorrow, so we can talk about the college football playoff national championship. I think we're done here. Thanks for listening to the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. Make sure to also subscribe to the Fantasy Feast, Even Money, Business of Sports, and College Draft. All available at Apple Podcasts, RossTucker.com, or wherever podcasts can be found.